couldn't go to an old country meeting without having testimony time. Sometimes the same people gave the same testimony year after year, and everybody knew what they were going to say. They'd always have testimony time. I don't know how many of you have ever had older kinfolks to sit down with, but they love to tell stories. And I understand, though, that those who've been around quite a while get tired of their stories because they've heard them time and time again. But for those that have never heard them, they have some interesting tales to tell. And they are always fascinating to listen to. I remember I had an uncle that in 93. Boy, as a boy, he was a prison guard at a prison farm here in Houston, I mean, Houston, Texas. And he'd tell me all kinds of stories about what he would do as a prison guard. I thought that was fantastic. Of course, later I grew, older I grew, the more I remembered the stories he told me. But the point is, they always had stories to tell. And the old country church, folks would get up and tell the stories about what God had done in their life. I remember I went to an old country church one time to hold revival. We had a little prayer meeting in the morning and a little short service and this elder lady was sitting in the pew and she was known for her testimonies. And the preacher said, well, she'll get one. She always does. And we know what she's going to say, but she still will do it. And so sure enough, it was a winter day. It was cold in the little old church house, but they did have a gas stove. She was sitting near the gas stove and she got up and she knelt down in front after she gave her testimony. It wasn't long that she got through, and the preacher said, I don't know what happened. She usually prays on and on and on and on, you know. I don't know what happened. And we came to realize that she kneeled down too close to the stove. <laughs> and the stove got too hot for her, and she had to get through faster than she normally would. But I want to tell you a story this morning, a personal testimony. Now, I feel like these are good, and they ought to be told in the churches today. You have enough people, you could always have a new testimony. The Lord has not stopped doing things for people, and they don't have to always come from old people. But I remember my mother telling me the story of when, uh, I guess it was uh, a hurricane came in near Brazoria, Angleton, and just wiped everything out. And she said all they had left of their belongings was the water waiter in their yard, and everything else was destroyed. Storms come in that area sometimes, and I was in Van Vleck. Now, Van Vleck is a spot near Matagorda, near Bay City. We were there as a minister, my wife and I, and our first job, and Hurricane Carl was due to hit the Texas coast, and it did come in not too far from where we were living. And it was Saturday, and we thought the storm was going to hit Saturday, and it did not, and most of the people in Van Vleck were fleeing the area because that's what they were advised to do. Me being the preacher, how could you leave the flock on Sunday morning? And some said to me, what flock? Everybody's leaving, man. You ought to get out of this place. So I did not know what to do. You feel somewhat of an obligation. Well, what if somebody comes and then the preacher turns yellow and runs? You see, they didn't have any faith in the Lord. So... That night, my wife and I watched the news, television. That's not very old-fashioned, but that's what we did. And we watched the radar, and it kept saying, well, the storm is going to hit around Bay City and Madagascar, which would have put us in the eye of the hurricane. My wife and I decided, what are we going to do? Do we run? Do we stay? 
and we prayed and we asked for all kinds of signs and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and it was one o'clock and two o'clock and I couldn't go to bed. What are you going to do? The next morning was Sunday, by the way. So my wife went to one room and we just almost got tired of praying. What, what are you going to say besides, Lord, what I do? Lord, what I do? Lord, what I do? And uh, we couldn't get an answer. My wife came back and she came back with the 91st chapter of Psalms. This is what she read. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give angels charge over you to keep you in all your way. My wife said she felt that was the Lord's answer to our prayer. He stayed. But over the church, he stayed in the church, had a service, and saw him blow in the money. We stayed there and the Lord saw us through and I remember I only took one precaution in the house. I, my office was in the house and I put all my books in the middle of the room upon a card table. Get everything off the floor in case water got up too high, you know. And you know water came in our house, all right? It came through the heater duct and ran down through the heater duct right on top of my books. I didn't get anything else that went in the house of my book. I guess the Lord should have said, I told you nothing would happen to you. So my little faith was punished. So this morning, we're glad that the Word of God is still a source of comfort and a source of strength. 